Welcome to episode 60 of the Movie City Maniacs. On tonight's episode, what we've been watching, September 2019. Welcome to the Movie City Maniacs. I'm Maddie. I'm Kyle. And we've had a hot girl summer, haven't we? <laughs> we've been hanging around, watching movies, hitting beaches, going to the park, hanging out at like uh, bars, drinking till 3 a.m. I know what we haven't been doing. Is recording. Yeah. We apologize, everyone. It's been a bit of a vacation there. We got the 50th out there. We released a bunch of episodes from last year that I'm embarrassed that they sat there that long. I think there's a lot of good stuff on Almost there. Almost like a fine wine. The one, they might yeah. appreciate with eight. The ones I with think. Stokes were a lot of fun. The action yeah. episodes. So it's such a shame. Like I feel bad he recorded. We're like, yeah, you get to see these. Yeah. Tell your wife and all your friends <laughs> that you're a celebrity they, now. They all think he's lying, actually. <laughs> and uh, then we delayed them for a year for whatever reason. That's actually why his wife left him. <laughs> like took half his uh, establishment, his kids, and like left to like yeah, Nebraska. His daughter wants nothing to do yeah. with him. But no, we we uh, yeah we wanted to make sure we get them out there. We apologize, but I don't want to get into that all again. I feel like. We've been doing a lot of that. Uh, we had the interview fuck up and just, I don't know, we, we just have a lot of bad luck this podcast. Yeah, I definitely have. But the fact that we keep on going strong just shows how fucking resilient. Yeah, exactly. You, you adapt, you improvise, <laughs> and you overcome. That's how um, I see it. But anyways, we got uh, our big annual Shocktober upon us. Ooh. But before we got into that, we've had six months where we haven't had a chance to talk about all the new movies we're right. watching. So we thought we'd kind of throw out this little bonus. New is kind of uh, yeah. a little bit... Uh, <laughs> Actually, I've watched a lot of new movies. Yeah, you have yeah. seen a lot of new movies. But anyways, we're going to try to keep this a shorter episode. It's just going to yeah. kind of be a fun going through what we've been watching. Some of these, I mean, we watched maybe six year, months ago. So I was going to say six years ago. Wow. Some of these we watched six months ago. You might have so. watched them six years ago and like picked it up again. Like, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, I haven't seen this in six years. Might as well watch it. Our brains may be a little cloudy when it comes to talking about some of these films, so we'll do our best here. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I just, I personally looked at it and it's like, there's a lot of movies that I feel bad that the listeners didn't get to hear our thoughts. Kind of narcissist of me to think that <laughs> yeah, they yeah, care yeah. that much. Yeah, yeah, but your uh, opinion is. Uh... Uh, I don't know. I just thought it'd be fun to do this, get all these out of the way. So we're not doing another episode six months from now talking about shit that we saw, you know, a year later. Yeah. I figure let's get all this, get all caught up. And then boom, we're going to jump into Shocktober and we're going to be all caught up. There's going to be nothing uh, left behind. Gotta waiting do a little to be autumn released. cleaning, if you will. Yeah, exactly. That's a good way to put it. And, you know, this is my favorite time of the year. Right? Everyone's all about the summer and the hot and yeah. the sweat and the the tanning. I don't get any of that. I'm uh, the guy that's like, you know, burns. You're already doing pumpkin spice right now. You know, I glow in the dark 
I'm I'm not yeah. I'm not a guy that does summer, but fall, man. This is my time yeah, time, time of, of the year. You have to go outside without getting burnt. <laughs> I'm just Better. excited that every store. I, I I'm going into stores like like Michaels. Nine, ten months of the year, I don't give a fuck about nah, Michaels. No really offense, don't. it's not a store for me. But around October, that's man, right. they the have some cool shine. stuff. That's when they got the Lemax Spooky Village, uh-huh. all the cool decorations. I-, I love going to spirit stores. I love going pretty much everywhere that's going to sell yeah, Halloween related stuff. So I don't know. I just love this time of the year. I love that it's getting dark sooner, so I can put on that horror film a little <laughs> earlier. I love that you know. I'm just. I don't know about you, but like throughout the year, I put away films to watch for shock. Yeah, I got a few that I'm like. like there's uh, movies I've been dying to watch, up. but it's like, oh, we're so close. Six months ago, we we're so close, <laughs> and now we actually are so close yeah, that I've been saving year. it for shock. I, I I used to do that, but then like I got like to like, like October like twentieth. I'm like, oh, and you got shit. 120 movies. I, I, I can't, that, yeah. can't watch all these. Yeah, that's true. I do that to yeah. myself every year, but it is what it is. I know. I'm just I'm pumped for this year, this October, and uh, I think it's gonna be a really fun October. I'm hoping uh, Adam will be joining us once again. Yeah, maybe we can even convince Dan to come back out of retirement. Uh, hopefully, we haven't hurt his feelings too much. <laughs> But uh, yeah, it's going to be a fun, fun uh, month uh, of episodes. It, it always is. I think this is always our, I, I hope the listeners think so too, the the best time of year for us. I think we've released a lot of episodes and I think they're quality episodes. It's, you know, you're getting to hear about, you know, 30 strictly horror related movies or TV shows in one episode. Like how cool is that? But anyways, before we get in that, let's do some spring cleaning or yeah. this be fall cleaning? Autumn cleaning. Autumn cleaning. And uh, let's run through everything we saw. Before we actually talk about movies, one thing I did want to talk about going back yeah. to April. April, eh? We went to a little horror con called Shockstock in oh, London, Ontario. Dude, I totally forgot all about this. Uh, this was, uh, we had, there was uh, the director and star of Terrifier was there. Yeah. Uh, Tim Capello, who was the uh, famous saxophone player. Oh, that was Sexy amazing. saxophone player from The Lost Boys. Uh, Felissa Rose was there. Uh, yeah. Angela herself from Sleepaway Camp. Uh, Kelly Maroney from Chopping Mall. The big one for us was Joe Bob Briggs, which we'll talk How about cool. in a Second, that. we'll talk about our experience with him. But uh, I just want to bring up this con. Uh, you probably don't remember. You Do you remember any I of the cool stuff you found of there? Cool is uh, what's his face? Um, Sam Raimi's brother. Uh, oh yeah, we uh, saw Ted Tam Raimi. Just I forgot about that shopping around with his girlfriend or wife even, or whatever. Even like on the bill, he's kind of like just checking out cool shit. And like, the cool thing is, he was going to vendor vendor yeah. buying the indie films. Like he yeah. was just like, "Cool man, yeah, you yeah. made this film. Yeah, sure, I'll buy it." How like, dope was that? Yeah, yeah I forgot all about that. That was good. Do you remember? It's it's been a while. Do you remember picking anything you specifically picked I, I up? I picked up a uh, like a puzzle from like Tales from the Crypt, like a thousand piece puzzle. Oh, nice. I'm like, all right, well, I'm did you, have you done it yet? No, I'm gonna wait till like the Christmas time, like or like at winter <laughs> when I have like time to actually stay inside to do, do oh to do a Tales from the Crypt I thought you were going to say October but yeah sure. well I'm not going to do puzzles in October that's motherfucker. true yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you like January and you got nothing else to yeah, do yeah that's fair uh, I know we both came home with bags of stuff stacks, but it's been so long stacks. I picked up like the autopsy of uh, what's her face uh, Jane Doe uh, Jane Doe that's a great one I picked up what uh, 34 by 48 in the uh, documentary hold on, on uh, uh, movie po- I yeah. picked it up uh, at a different con I haven't had a chance to watch it I'm Did surprised you get it? it was kind of cool man yeah. like, it was done really well I, I love all that old movie yeah, art so it's one I want to watch I, I um the big thing for me was Vinegar Syndrome had a booth there. Oh, you made out like and a band, uh, right? yeah, I, I went a little crazy there. They were they were kind of like, well, they weren't expensive. They were still a deal from buying from their site because yeah. I go after usually the the limited edition slipcover editions that you can only yeah. get from their their site in the states. So for Canadian, you're adding. 30% markup and then you're adding shipping and duty and all that stuff. So it can be pricey for us. So to get them at the con for a reasonable price. On top of it, though. I was like, well, how about if I buy a bunch? Will you give me a deal? Yeah. So I ended up getting them for, 
I think less than twenty dollars a yeah, piece. It was I think insane. in the end, he there was two movies that like I, I was like I, I actually initially said I want to get those, and I think they were lesser sellers for those. So he's yeah. like, yeah, I can make for sure a deal with those. But then they they had all the other new ones there, and I'm like, yeah. oh, I'm actually gonna grab these instead. He ended up grabbing those two and said, here, you you buy a lot of us, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, and he's like, here, take those for free. And How I was cool like, is that? Yeah, that's awesome. So I don't know, I, I had a blast. Uh, yeah, like I said, you had I know a good we, time getting free shit. Is yeah. that what you're saying? <laughs> we were kind of excited that Black Fawn was going to be there, but we didn't buy anything because they were yeah, pretty costly. Like. Usually at Fan Expo, they have like DVDs, and I think they're yeah. like five bucks a piece, yeah. and their Blu rays are 10 or 15. They had two I was really excited about the Ranger and the Heretics, but they were like 25 yeah. bucks or 30 bucks a piece. Like, they were more expensive, I think, from buying from their website. So yeah. I guess, I don't know about you, but when I go to a con, I'm kind of going for deals, especially yeah. when I'm already paying you yeah. know, a fee to get in there. And I don't care as much about, you know, it, it's cool that those guys are there, but do I want Terrifier's signature? Am I going to pay 100 bucks, no. 50 bucks for his signature yeah. or a picture with him? Probably not. So I'm more, I'm more there for the merch and, yeah. and the stuff. But um, yeah, overall, though, it was a good time, I think. I had a blast, man. We went to, is this your, have you been to any other horror cons? I know we went, went to the Niagara one Falls Hamilton, one, yeah. and we went to the one in Hamilton. Yeah. The one in Hamilton, this was better, I would say. The yeah. other, that one was a little bit smaller. Yeah, this one's a lot better. Um, Trauma had a booth there as well, but they always, again, are kind yeah, of Yeah, they're not the best, are they? Crazy. But I really wanted to talk about this, because yeah. it leads into what we're watching, so we got to see a screening of a movie called The Mutations, a.k.a. The Freak, uh, the Freak Maker, Maker from I th- 1974. I thought we were talking about it. Was no, we're going to. We're going to. Uh, okay, okay, okay. So I got to <laughs> sit down by the fire. I got a yeah, little story yeah. to tell you spin, here. Spin us a yarn, Kyle. So we, Joe Bob Briggs is going to be there doing his thing. He's going to do an introduction throughout the movie. There's going to be a break. He's going to talk about it. Yeah, so he was cool. so awesome. So cool, man. Not only is the guy so witty and charming and funny, but he's also very intelligent. Like That, that guy yeah. is an encyclopedia of genre film knowledge. He, like he really just knows is, eh? all these crazy facts that yeah. it's, it's, it was just, it was amazing. Yeah. Um, so that was a blast. Uh, him there, Felissa Rose came in and watched it and so did um, the girl from Chopping Mall and uh, yeah. a couple of the other celebs that were there came and watched it with Joe Bob Briggs. I don't know. It was just, that was such was a cool. cool. Like, sitting there drinking beers and like yeah. having a good time, man. I mean, that, to be honest, yeah. the screen wasn't great. The quality wasn't great, but it didn't matter. It really didn't. Like if he came again, yeah, I would go. I would go. I, I recommend if you get a chance to see him live in person, yeah. go see it because that was the highlight He is so of the night for me. and like insightful on everything. Yeah. He was yeah. even talking about like how freak shows came to be a thing. Yeah. Like, that's oh, yeah. so cool. And then he's going, even the already yeah. films, like he doesn't just know genre yeah. films. Like he know he just kind of knows it all. Yeah. But, I wanted to talk about so we went to we wanted to get to the screen to get good seats before it yeah. happened so we got there what twenty minutes early or something. Now there happens to be a movie playing on the screen before did, did we get there. Did you clock the name of the movie or no? Yeah, I got it here. Okay, so it's called Clowna Nostra from a director called Bill Zabub. Oh, Bill Zabub, yeah. Aka, I guess Bill Zabub, the, the devil. Yeah. Um, I don't like to insult. People that make films. Oh, I do. This was terrible. Well, let me get. Yeah, let me just. It takes a lot of work to make a film. I am too lazy to get up and do it. I mean, yeah. I've done a short film, whatever. Yeah. It's a lot of work. I understand. You know, I try not to knock people too much because at least they've got something on the screen. This, on the other hand, was pure trash, and oh, I have no yeah. problem. I, I I like trashy cinema. This was like take. Yeah, it's the not like. Cake. Yeah, it's it was just tasteless. It's like it's one of those movies that just seems like it's there to offend everyone, so it can get press. That how offensive. Yeah, like the whole film was just. It was kind of like almost like an anthology, and that it was like different stories. I don't think they really ever connected. They did not. Pretty much every story revolved around rape or yeah. misogyny in some way. 
there's one story that the guy is using the N word every like second, which is just awkward because it's white people using it. There's yeah. no black people in his film. They went blackface. They actually had someone in blackface. People, yeah. come and, on like, now, like doing the uh, I was, over the top. Like, what are you talking about, motherfucker? Yeah, I was shit? fucking offended. Yeah. Like, I'm a guy that is, you know, I, it takes a lot to offend me. I'm pretty like let shit slide. Yeah. It is what it is. Whatever. I was offended. The worst part is too, so they have the screening going on kind of at the, the entrance point to the con. Yeah. The doors are wide open, so we're sitting there and we're where we're sitting, everyone that's walking by sees us. And so people are walking by and you're just hearing the N word constantly and all this stuff and like I'm just like, What the fuck, man? Yeah. <laughs> it you looks like, like people are like probably photos. judging me, like <laughs> people are probably judging me, like, what is this guy into? This guy's a what racist prick is this guy? And kids are walking by. Like, it was just, it was not a good, I don't know what Shock Stock was thinking lot, about. Like, even like, um, I'm a big fan of like a nudity on the screen, mm-hmm. but this was like uncomfortable. Oh, it, it was pretty much like porn. It was rapey. Like, porn. he's raping them and you're getting close up yeah. with the, the finger. Like, yeah. it, it was, it was pretty much. You saw guts. Yeah. It, it, I don't know. I just, I don't know what Shock Stock was thinking. You know, if, if somehow this guy has a fan base, I don't get it. What is amazing about this? The movie uh, with uh, the Freak Maker was supposed to start at like 930. Mm-hmm. And I guess his movie went long. So everyone was there at the end of his movie. So he took a bunch of photos yeah. of people watching his movie. Like, look at how well the, I did. I'm like, oh. Posted on and probably yeah. his Facebook group yeah. saying like, look at I full house at our screening. And it's like, no. Everyone, yeah. I don't think, the only people laughing at the movie were him and the actor and the cast and he had like three people from the yeah. cast and crew up front with him. They were laughing at everyone else was like, yeah, this is terrible. Uh, there was a woman that came in with her boyfriend and she left after. She's like, this is too fucking much. Are you staying yeah. or leaving? Yeah. He stayed because he wanted a good seat. <laughs> she came back and she's like, Hey, and I'm into offenses, tasteless cinema yeah. as much as anyone else. But this, at least, if you're going to do that, then it has to be funny. Yeah, this is just trash. Yeah. It's not well made. I don't know. I don't. Again, yeah, I don't no, want to like attack. But this was a piece of shit. About it, piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. If you're a Bills above fan, send us email or the, no. Explain to me what the uh, like yeah, appeal is. I don't get like the, he was one of the guests yeah. at the the show, and I'm like, really? Like this looks like a college production of a guy that. Somehow yeah. paid some fucking prostitutes. I assume to... he's probably made like over a thousand movies, right? Like it's based on this movie, he's probably made over a thousand movies. Just with... he did, yeah. If you look at all his yeah. titles, the they're clown, all the rapey rapes and... at midnight. Or, yeah, uh, exactly. The rape escape or Actually, some shit like that. I don't want to give this guy too much press, yeah. but uh, you got to hear some of these titles. One second here. <laughs> so this guy has done sixty films. Jesus Christ, serial rapist. Yeah. Rape is a circle. Nothing offensive about that. Ass Monster, the making of a horror film. The most offensive comedy ever made. The worst horror movie ever made, the remake. I think comedy might be a little bit loosely. Frankenstein, the rapist. Dirtbags, evil never felt so good. Breaking her will. Metal, as in metal, retardation. Like, come on, like, who is watching this shit? Forgive me for raping you. There is. I told you to not call the police. Rap sucks. Oh yeah, I think there's like a whole thing he goes off in a rant on about how much he hates rap too. Which I'm not the biggest fan of a lot of rap, but who the fuck cares? Like Ant Farm, Dick Hole, Jesus, the Total Dirt Bag. You, you get the you get the yeah. extreme metal retardation. Abuse me, Dick Shark. 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm curious right now. Santa Claus serial rapist. Like, oh, he's, come on, uh, he's, man. Uh, like, he's, he's running a type, to be quite honest with you. What kind of a person are you that you're making like 50 films about rape? Like, yeah. I'm not saying anything against films like Last House and Left. Those films have an overall point to it. These films did not. Yeah, there was no the rapists yeah. did not get their comeuppance in this. Yeah. This was rapists raping people, and then it ended. Like um, I could see people getting off to this. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It wasn't like a like ooh like a, do you know, like some rape scenes. You're like oh I feel bad watching this. Like I felt bad watching this, but like not for the reason of like yeah. It just felt like someone's fantasy. You know. Anyways. I don't want to give this guy any more yeah. fucking time. Bill Zabob and Shockstock, you guys should be yeah. ashamed. Uh, yeah. I don't know what the fuck you were thinking. Anyways, <laughs> the rest of the event was great. Bill Bob Briggs was great. Let's talk about the mutations. AKA the Freak Maker. From 1974. I don't know about you. This film was a blast. I had a ton of fun. It takes place in like an old, uh, I guess, fair, circus kind of deal. So they're yeah, all the- hanging out in like a, an old fun house. Well, pretty much Donald Pleasance plays a mad scientist who abducts college students to use them as guinea pigs for his experiments in crossbreeding plants with humans. He then sells these freak mutation creatures to the circus who exploit them for money. How great is this? What a crazy film. Tom Baker's in there from Doctor Who is like this uh, heavily make-upped abnormally, normality, sorry. Yeah, this film was just insane and a lot of fun. And they had like all like the little guys in there too. Like uh, yeah, there's like Maverick. little little guys stalking women. There's a cool scene where Donald Pleasance feeds a tree a rabbit. Yeah, there was a prostitute who's uh, two pounds for this prostitute <laughs> for the night, or three pounds if you want her to say she loves you. <laughs> Great is that? Um, you mentioned a really cool empty carnival at night. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, just all the crazy. And they had like all like creatures the, and and plant say, human hybrids and what are the I guess freaks? I can't think of a better word like, of circus performers. Yeah, actual circus performers like hanging out there. Like that is kind of one thing. Yeah. Like this movie does kind of exploit these yeah. people and their abnormalities. But who knows? Maybe they were yeah. just like cool, man. We're getting paid for this. I'm already like this. Like, the contortionist and shit like that. Yeah, right? yeah, like, exactly. I don't know. I just I had a total blast of this film. It yeah. kind of like came out of nowhere I, i've never heard about it and i mean again maybe it was the event and the crowd was into it and bob briggs was there and yeah. he was telling all cool knowledge about it and laughing about it and like i don't know i just i had a total blast with this film i'm actually really excited to hear i mean it's a good thing that we delayed this because this is new news now that diabolic themselves actually the um company who sells all these movies online if you're if you buy a lot of genre films uh and exclusives and stuff you've probably shot from this store i know i have several times they are actually going to release this as going to be their first title, I believe. They're oh, awesome. releasing it on Blu-ray. So, and they're going to have all the DVD extras, and I believe it's going to be uncut, and it's going oh, to be from fantastic. the 35-millimeter print. So I'm totally excited to rewatch this again, because yeah. the print we saw, it Wasn't was like, the best. I think it was yeah. a 16-millimeter. It was pretty terrible quality. The color yeah. was all faded. Yeah. Again, it added to the fun and atmosphere really of that night, but uh, I'm excited to see in good quality. But uh, yeah, if you haven't seen The Mutations, aka The Freak Master, give it a go. Like It was entertaining. It was a hell of a ride, wasn't what it? What would you give that? Uh, I got to give it eight. Like, Wow, okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go seven... But uh, yeah, I, yeah, I have no arguments with eight yeah. either. I mean, it was it was a total blast. Uh, let's move on. I guess the big one everyone's been waiting. We had to hold off on talking about it. The finale, well, it may not be the finale, the way it ends, but the uh, third film in the Firefly trilogy, Three from Hell from 2019. Did oh. you get a chance to watch it, Matt? I did. Yeah. I'm going to wait for it. You waiting for theater? Yeah, okay. That's what I'm thinking. 
I did take advantage and watch it because I was so excited yeah. and I wanted to ask uh, mostly questions related to it. But um, unfortunately, I feel bad. Oh, you're gonna trash it because I didn't enjoy it that much. Oh no! Um, Wait, so that means everyone else is gonna like it? Possibly, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I usually become the hipster after. There hasn't ah, really been right, right, any right, opinions right. on this. I don't know how people will take it. I'll say this first off: if you're worried that it's gonna look cheap and digital, like his previous film 31 that was like a kickstarter yeah uh, film or whatever it doesn't it looks great i don't know if it was shot in film but it looks great it's well shot he's back to form in that sense it looks as good as devil's rejects nice uh the acting from all everyone is great bill mosley and even sherry moon has kind of an arc she has more to do in there bill mosley now has a brother that joins them along mm. for the mayhem um my problem is is i hate to say it i just found it a little dull get out of here um like Devil's Rejects, it's even less of a horror film. The first half is kind of a prison film, and it's all about them in prison. And then the second half almost becomes a western, which I, I give. I him, think it's kind of. I cool. give him credit for doing something different. Each film has its own tone and style, which is cool. I just didn't care. Like I don't know what they're trying to do with these characters, and I didn't really care about Sherry Moon's whole arc. Oh yeah, I found the the couple like you know there are some shocking moments definitely in it. But I even felt like we have seen those before. Like, they kind of felt like, oh, that's just kind of like that scene in Devil's Rejects. Like, yeah. I didn't feel like there was anything new. You get a big crazy finale shootout with the Mexican wrestler guys oh, wearing Mexican, that's amazing. like, this crime the syndicate wearing, Bisto? like, yeah, Mexican wrestling Thanks. mask. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, this is coming off someone. I know I'm kind of, I go up and down in Rob Zombie, and who knows, maybe on rewatch I'll love this. But I've been kind of like, other than the Halloween films, I've kind of like gone back to Rob Zombie's really good. I I really enjoyed, uh, Lord, um, what's the Lords of... Um, Salem? Salem the last time I watched yeah. it. 31, even though I didn't, you know, it, it definitely looks cheap. I had problems with it, but I actually probably enjoyed it yeah. more than most. I thought it was entertaining. I've been back on, like, right, in, yeah. in House of a Thousand Rejects, Devil's Rejects, so sorry, right? and Devil's Rejects, I think are both great. I yeah I I hate to say it but I was disappointed with this one, um, uh, and I don't want to say too much but I'll just say wait till you watch I think on like a bigger screen you watch on a laptop right yeah I don't that I don't really uh... I don't think it would affect because again like yeah. it's not like you're watching this film for the visuals yeah. I mean it's not it looks good but there's it's just more of the story I just didn't care mm-hmm. and I found it kind of boring it's like nothing uh, really happens for large chunks of it. Uh, maybe it's because he didn't have the budget to do crazy gore yeah. and, and whatever action scenes. But I don't know. Who knows? Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe a lot of people love it. Yeah. Even if I didn't enjoy it, I don't think it's a complete failure. I think it is kind of a worthy film to the series. Yeah. It's just to me, it wasn't as interesting as the previous two. And yeah, again, without spoiling too much, I will say one character that I was really excited to see back is pretty much gone the opening credits. Oh, no. So without saying too much, I don't want to say too much. Don't spoil it. Um, So that was a bit of a disappointment for me. You know, I almost feel like they should have let everyone know and and not sell it this way because I think a lot of people are going to be disappointed in that sense. But um, anyways, I do think it was kind of cool how they brought them all back and Bill Mm -hmm. Mosley talked a bit about it. You know, they they talked about doing the supernatural way and, and, you know, they talked about different options. I think this is the way that works. I'm fine with how it is that somehow they just survived all these Guns and it's almost like you know is it, it is satan letting these people live you don't know it's it doesn't go that supernatural route but it like they go through the opening is kind of all the different news interviews and it actually looks like original 70 stock footage oh awesome and they're going through all this stuff so i thought the the uh the the opening you know five minutes was really well done and cool but yeah i just thought once it got going it never really got going you know what i mean uh. it was just kind of 
So I unfortunately am going to have to give this film five and a half out oh, of no. ten. It is probably my least favorite of the um, it's, trilogy. It's definitely my least favorite of the trilogy, and I might put it near the bottom for my Rob Zombie flicks with the uh, the Halloween films. Oh, so. no. um, but oh, yeah, I'm really curious to see what you and, yeah. and Dan as well, because Dan's a big fan. You guys have to go see it and uh, mm-hmm. let me know what you guys think. Um, I feel bad again because I'm going to run into one more Bill Mosley flick oh, that is also not good. What'd you watch? Man, that guy's done so many good flicks, and I happen to. But to be fair, I feel like this film, like every actor in it, was kind of like a cameo. I'm going to talk about Death House from 2017. Wait, this is one that like everybody is in this. This is one right? that was hailed as the Expendables of Horror. Yeah. It's, it's been in the making for like years. five years or something, like when they're still making the Expendables flicks. I think they were yeah. on part two when this was first announced. It's got everyone you can think of. Bill Mosley's in there, as mentioned. Adrian Barbeau, Michael Berryman, Barbara Crampton, D. Wallace, Sid Hay, Kane Hodder, Tony Todd, you name it. They're in there. They're in there. Some more than others. I mean, Barbara Crampton and D. Wallace play a little bit more. Some other people are literally in a cameo. Man, I don't know if this director had something on these actors. He blackmailed them in. <laughs> Somehow. I have no fucking clue why these people did this film. Maybe he's a really nice guy. He Maybe he films die. I don't know. Because this is his first film. It's a piece of trash. It's not just a disappointment. Like This is a fucking turd of a film. Oh, that stinks. It is awful. The story is all over the place. It's a complete disaster. The dialogue and acting from everyone is cringeworthy other than the horror actors. And even some of them, like you can tell Sid Haig and stuff, didn't really want to be there. The CGI effects look like something you would have seen in a 90s TV film. Like They're like oh, sliders, no. the series bad, um, Anaconda bad. Half the film, like... Because uh, the whole films they're in a prison with the worst of the worst, and the power goes out, and someone sends this kid in or something, and he hides, he kills someone, and then hides a bomb in the body. So when they bring in the, the security guard's body to check it and try to help him, it blows up and takes out the electricity. So half the film is in darkness, which is fine, except for the guy shot half the film in darkness. So half the time you can't see shit. Oh <laughs> no! Yeah, I, this is like. Uh, it's bad. Like the acting is college production level bad. Um, yeah, I, I, abysmal. Just a complete awful film. I guess because of the cameos were kind of fun, like a two or three out of ten. I don't know. Not even worth it, eh? Don't watch this, people. Don't waste ah. your fucking time like I did. Um, yeah, it, it is a three out of ten. Yeah. Uh, there's nothing positive to say about this other than it was kind of cool that he got all these actors in there. But again, like some of them are like in there for a line or two. Like, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know how this film got made. And uh, that's rough. Uh, Maddie, what did you watch? I went and saw uh, Brightburn. Have you seen this yet? Oh, this is the uh, James Gunn. You got did it. he direct? He just wrote it or he did just he direct wrote it? it? Yeah. Okay. About kind of the evil. If Superman Man of was Steel. born evil, yeah. Yeah. I have not seen it. No. It actually. I loved it. I think it was kind of a cool idea on the superhero uh, movie. You see it in comic books all the time, but you never actually have seen this in a movie yet. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. And there are like almost like these uh, moments of like absurd violence that you don't see coming, which I thought was kind of like shocking. Yeah. Cool. A lot of jump scares, which I kind of dug in this movie. And they kind of set it up for a sequel. So I'm kind of hoping he gets his own 
mm-hmm. ball rolling of like a uh, horror movies. It seems cool. like I don't know how well it did, but it seems like like the horror fan stuff seemed to really dig it. Yeah, I, I don't know how general panned, audience panned uh, by a lot of like uh, the general audience. Stuff, yeah, because like it's like jump scares. It didn't really uh, too much gore. I like I, I thought the trailers are great. I'm excited yeah. to check it out for the end of the year list. Uh, they, I, he didn't really have an arc whatsoever, but like I'm kind of okay with that. Like yeah. he's just kind of like. Almost like this sociopath that doesn't care it is, about it. It's anything. such a fascinating story yeah. to take, like Clark Kent, mm-hmm. and what if Clark Kent instead of became the good Boy yeah. Scout, just went completely uh, evil and insane, and no empathy or apathy for anybody, even his own like parents. He doesn't really dig, and there's so many great scenes where you're like, I know where this is going. And you're like, oh wow, they just did yeah. that. Fucking a man. Like I, uh, I love. Um, sorry. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, I love the trailers and how they sold it almost as like Man of Steel 3 or something with yeah. the, the cornfields and, and all that yeah. kind of stuff and the lighting and the style. And, and then it's like, nope, this is evil. So yeah, I really dug it, man. I want to give it like, a, I want to say seven. Okay. Seven out of ten. Cool, cool. Again, there wasn't really much in the way of acting because I guess how can you really... There wasn't an arc for the character, but you don't need it. It's yeah. a, pretty much a horror movie. Well, one a big one we both saw, I guess we should talk about. Yeah. Avengers, Endgame. You know what? I, I give Marvel shit, but I was kind of like, I watched Infinity War before I saw this, and I was kind of like, I dig Infinity War. I was kind of like, I'm ready to watch this. Like, mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm kind of pumped to see the finale. It seemed like everything, the marketing and everything was solid, and I heard like the other one was kind of like the action one, and this was going to be like, it's going to be kind of depressing and emotional. Yeah. And and uh, I don't know. I came away like it, it was okay. I didn't hate it. I didn't love yeah. it. It didn't blow me away. I think it maybe they could have maybe did a better ending. Thanos, I thought, was kind of wasted in it. Like yeah. he's pretty much gone most of the film until the end. And even then it's kind of, I don't know. I thought like the, the, the Infinity War, he's just such a badass and he's taken out everyone. And then this film, he's just kind of like... Gone and it's them Almost going. Like a retired war general who just kind of gave up, you know. It's them going back in time yeah. and trying to, and like they keep on doing all these references to Back to the Future and like how that's silly. This is how time travel works. And the whole time I'm watching this, I'm like, you should have went that way because Back to the Future is really fucking in fun and entertaining. Yeah. Like Back to the Future, it's like, oh, if he does this and mixes up this and this and this. This film, like when they go back in time, nothing. There's no tense moments. There's yeah. no throwing moments. Everything just goes as planned, and when something doesn't go as planned, all you think like, "Oh wow, what are they going to do now?" It's like, "No, let's we'll go back in time a little bit before then and just fix that." Yeah, like it seemed like the back in time no was stakes. just, which is them. Yeah, there was no stakes. It was just them to like reference all the old stuff. Yeah, they could do some emotional moments, sure, but like, I, I think that Infinity War the whole time I found it kind of tense and like, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. what's going to happen? He's taking everyone. This film was just kind of like. You never felt like they weren't going to succeed. Yeah, and you you know what was happening from the get go. Right? I mean, like, we're, we're not going to talk about who died. Yeah. There are you know some big deaths in there. I guess I was wrong in predicting who they were, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I didn't really like. I didn't. You didn't care. Care get as emotional as I thought yeah. I would have. I, I think the set, like the first. 20 minutes is really fascinating where we're getting like the aftermath I thought that was kind of cool actually. and I wanted like, more of that you're yeah. seeing all these people dealing with how they're doing with it the different ways they're dealing with it some of them mm-hmm. hiding it some of them you know you have like Hawkeye who's kind well, of become crazy. like the Punisher Yeah, I thought all that was really fascinating and then yeah like then they get back together and it just becomes your standard kind of Marvel almost like film. a weird heist movie yeah I find like uh, it was well not digestible but like pretty much on par with every other Marvel movie yeah, like, I don't know. Again, I didn't hate it. I don't want people to think that. Yeah. But, you know, people are blown away. I'm sure this is going to be everyone's favorite film of the year. And, I mean, yeah. who knows? Maybe it'll sneak on my top 10, but uh, I... 
You doubt it. I, I can't say I love this film the way everyone else did. I, I don't know. I'm trying to think. I don't. It's it's been. We saw it when it first came out. Yeah. And again, that's a, the other problem with it. It's not very memorable. Like it really isn't. You know, you get the big finale at the end where everyone's back. And Even blah, that, blah, like. It was, wasn't that it. There was some cringe. There was that one audible gas. Like the entire theater I was in when they did that, like all the women like posturing. Oh yeah, it was an audible like. Uh. Yeah, and, like, like there's so. There's a girl beside me, and like two girls in front of me did that too. I'm like, okay, so I'm not being the. Uh, the uh, yeah, like I have no problem that they're trying to push women, yeah. female superheroes, and all that. You Don't have, shoehorn it in. Yeah, you have Captain Marvel, who is she is yeah. the most powerful yeah. superhero in that universe. Probably, she comes in, she does this kick ass moment. You got that, like you yeah. got the female fuck yeah right yeah. there. Then they did this cringeworthy scene where yeah, it's like the slow motion and all of them getting together, and it's like we just need Captain Marvel. You guys, they had like people there that are like, what are you going to do? Grab her coffee? Like get out of the way. <laughs> like. It just felt silly, like yeah. you know. It's like these people. Oh, don't worry, we'll help you. And it was like yeah. just this way to try to say, like, Dizzy trying to say, like, we're pro. Does, does anybody here like girls? Yeah, we got a few of them. And they, well, yeah. they they did that too. I I didn't even complain about this, but I know other people complain. There's one scene where they kind of shoehorn that the one guy is gay. Like, yeah, that was just kind of such a throwaway line. But I just feel really like mean. Disney is so. I mean, that's always been my problem yeah. with them. They make films for everybody. They. Yeah. They don't do anything that is so a little bit divisive. They, they shouldn't make movies for gays? Is that what you're saying on record? No, I'm not saying that at all. <laughs> okay. What I'm saying is the way they make their books, I, their movies, sorry, I almost feel like like they have a checklist. And it's like, we got this, yeah. check. We got this, check. Yeah. Oh, wait, that there might offend this yeah. person or that might scare these kids or that might yeah. make grandma maybe not into this film. I guess they're not. And then they like eliminate the, uh, all that. They're not in the movie making business. They're in the uh, business yeah. of making money. I mean, all the movies yeah. make a billion dollars, so it's obviously working they, for they, them. They know what they're doing. But I just I just feel like that's how I felt about this film. It's like, yeah. it feels like they went through a checklist. Again, I'm I'm not going to bring up a certain DC film, yeah. but the reason I love Joker, the trailer's like amazing yeah. and I know people are going to complain, well, they're just, they're not doing a comic book film. Yeah. I am fine with that. You know what? Take chances like that. Dude, like a fucking film that is not connected to 10 other films. Yeah, give me New Mutants, motherfuckers. Finally, give yeah, me New Mutants. Yeah, do That's a film like want. that that like maybe you're only going to attract the horror crowd. Yeah. But who cares? Why did why does yeah. your film have to attract uh, J- Jimmy, Susie, yeah. Grandma, Mom, Dad? Why can't you make a film that maybe you don't make a billion yeah. dollars, but it's a really cool film and for this fan base, they love it. And they're going to make money. Like, do a divisive film. Do a yeah. film that maybe these people don't like, but these people think it's yeah. the best film of all time. Like, I don't think they're ever going to get to that because it's like they're afraid. You, you can do good movies the way they make movies. You can do good popcorn movies. You're never going to do a great film the way yeah. they make movies because it's impossible to do a great film that everyone loves. It's yeah. impossible. There's no such thing. You know, the best movie, certain group are going to hate it for whatever reason. But they just make movies that are so easily yeah. digestible that you Wizard forget of Oz about. might be the... Uh... Out. I'm sure there's people that don't like old films that turn off right away by the black and white. But mm. either way, I just I just feel like they don't take enough chances. And I thought, you know, that first 20 minutes they were, and I'm like, well, they did this. Yeah, they're dealing. Look at this is cool. All these people are dead. They're dealing with the aftermath. What it would be like? It's a little bit depressing. You know, kids are not maybe going to enjoy mm. this. But then it's like, no, we got to get back to that. So I don't know. What are you going to give Endgame? I don't know. Five, five and a half. It was really low on my radar. Uh, I think man. I liked it more than you. I'm going to yeah. probably go seven. Yeah. But yeah, not higher than that. Like, it's, I really liked Infinity War. Like, really liked Infinity War. Like, I thought, like, yeah, like, I think Infinity War is probably uh, maybe a seven and a half, eight for me. Yeah. Like, I thought Infinity War did a great job just because the whole time I was on the edge of their mm-hmm. seat. Like, 
how are they going to defeat this guy? Because he keeps on every time you think they got him, he ends up defeating he's, them. He's best to them every time. Just him kicking ass every time. And, and he's such a great villain. And then, yeah. you know, he's just kind of wasted in this. This film, I felt like the whole thing, the only reason it was made was to wink and give all the Easter eggs for the fans and say, thank you for watching our movies. Here's yeah. You're going to get all the references. We're going to go back to that first film 10 years ago. Yeah. None of it is needed. None of it is that interesting. But it's all there. And, you know, some people are fine with that. Personally, that's great, but I want a film. A, a thank you film is not going to last three, five, you ten want years a movie. from now. I want a good movie. And uh, personally, I, I think this movie had a lot of issues. And Yeah. Yeah. Uh, another big one we saw, Godzilla, King of Monsters. Oh, yeah. One of my most anticipated films. I think it was one of yours yeah. as well. Well, first off, before we get into it, I just want to briefly, really quickly talk about it. I did watch Godzilla from 2014 before that. Another oh, film that is another divisive yeah. film. Now, people have a lot of problem. They're not a fan that uh, someone dies uh, early on and mm-hmm. we're stuck with uh, an army colonel that's maybe not the most interesting. I never had a problem with that myself. No. I think the reason the film works so well is that it puts you in the middle of chaos. You are there and this is what's going on. Yeah. No, you don't get all these glimpses of Godzilla. No, maybe he only has so much screen time. But I never cared because I thought it worked so well. Like I felt like I was in ground zero when all this shit's going on. I thought was, you're, you're in the Cloverfield, if you will. <laughs> and I thought it was a beautiful film. I think when you do see the action, it was really fucking badass. So I love Godzilla. I'm gonna, I would probably give Godzilla from 2014 an 8 out of 10. Yeah. So my boy Michael Doldery from uh, Trick or Treat and Krampus is directing this one. The trailers look awesome. I'm pumped for this. It looks like it's going to be a beautiful film. We yeah. know we're going to get tons of cool action. There's You're going to get monsters. There's fucking Mothra in there and Rodin, fucking King Ghidorah. I'm pumped for this film. What were your thoughts of... Uh... I thought it kind of was... I would say boring because there were some scenes you're like, oh, this is amazing. But I just found um, I stopped caring halfway through. You know what I'm saying? Like there's too much CGI. Like it just didn't really uh, have it uh, I, for me. I hate to say it, but I... Kind of felt the same way. Yeah. Um, I think it's a beautiful looking film. I've heard some people say it's ugly and they couldn't see anything. I disagree. I think it's one of the best looking films I've seen this mm-hmm. year. There's so many cool shots that you could pause and use as There is some great shots, but the painting or I want to see monsters fighting. The monsters fighting looked bad, right? Like, did you uh, find the same I, thing? No, I just I yeah. thought all that. I thought all the monster stuff was amazing. I thought Godzilla has tons of cool moments in there. He really shines in this film. My problem is the same problem people have with the last film is the human characters. I don't think they're as terrible. Some people are saying they're absolutely yeah. awful. I didn't think they were that bad. I just thought they were okay. And I kind of want more than just okay in this film. I don't know. It's, it's maybe I think I've just hit that point. Endgame, probably the same thing. It's like I'm just sick of big CGI, lots of destruction mm-hmm. films. And this film is a lot of it. You are getting lots of action, lots of cities being destroyed. It's cool the first time, but like going back to Bad Boys 2 or one of those type of films, Man of Steel, I guess people had problems with the ending of that too. You can only take so much and after like half an hour of it, it kind of gets a point where it's like, okay, I get it. You know what I mean? And I I did feel that with this film. And again, I, I think I'm at this point, like I think I'm burnt out on CGI films. I'm taking a break. I think I need to take a break from Marvel and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I want to go see like fucking dramas, like the Tarantino flick movies yeah. now. And it's normally I'd be like, no, those films I can wait till DVD or Blu-ray. I want to see the big destruction yeah. screen. Now I'm just like, I'm burnt out on that. Give me these, give me the dramas. Give me the more interesting. I don't know. Give me the Joker type films give me anything yeah the big cgi the human condition yeah the, the explosions and buildings being destroyed i'm just kind of 
done with. And, and I'm, I'm kind of sad to say that because I was so You're rampaged out. And who knows? Maybe I'm going to rewatch this in a year and it's going to be my favorite movie I watched that year. Mm. Maybe I just do need a break from it because there, there was a lot of things I did like about this film. I thought the underground lair where oh, Godzilla yeah, goes to recharge, cool. I thought was really cool the way they... They fit that kind of yeah, mythological. That, uh, that Lost City of Atlantis, or yeah, the Atlantis in there. I thought was really cool. I loved all the monster, uh, just all how all yeah. they looked, and there's just some really cool action in there. And there's so much to love about this, but there's also it just gets boring. Yeah, it? it's it's too much destruction. I need something more. Yeah. Um. I mean, thankfully, the the film unfortunately did poorly and I don't even think it's because it seemed like actually most people dug this film more than anything but the film I just don't think North Americans are into the big monster scene yeah. I mean even um, Pacific Rim didn't it just kind of made its budget back enough to get it did pretty much call it, it made its budget back yeah. in China that's how part two was made and you know King Kong did pretty good uh, Godzilla the first one did pretty good but none of them did huge numbers and this film like bombed like yeah, they lost they minus did. I mean, thankfully, they were already in production, so we are going to get King. If if they hadn't started King Kong vs. Godzilla, we probably wouldn't have got it. Yeah. That's how poorly Kong this Skull film did. did well, didn't it? It did pretty good, but again, yeah. like it had a big budget as well, so it didn't do astronomical numbers. So I'm, I'm excited to see it. That one's directed by uh, your boy from uh, Your Next, Adam Wingard. I'm kind of a little worried about that because he started out strong, and now he's giving us like Blair Witch, yeah. Death Note. It seems like he just keeps on sliding down, down. Like he started pretty good with your next and the guest, and now he's Damn. just fallen and fallen and fallen. So I don't know. He's got a lot of pressure because he's got a film that bombed, and he has to. And you know, there's a lot more stake with King Kong versus Godzilla. Mm-hmm. And anyways, I don't know. I'm I'm still excited for that, even if I didn't love this one, just because it is King Kong versus fucking right. Godzilla. But what are you going to give Godzilla, King of the Monsters? Oh, it's been so long. I- I'm going to give it a loose six point five. But I gotta watch it again before I give a. Yeah, a I'm. I feel so terrible because this was like the film for me. Yeah. Like this was like probably more anticipated than Endgame and maybe even Star Wars for me. And I'm gonna have to give it a six point five. Oh yeah. I've heard some people. I know some of our listeners, uh, Dave, one of our loyal listeners, mm. like hated the film. And I have heard that. I've heard also people that love the film. It's one of their favorites of the year. So it does seem like it's that very divisive film. I'm just kind of in the mid-ground. I'm, I think I'm more disappointed than anything. Yeah. But like I said, who knows? Maybe I just need a break from all this shit, and I'm going to watch this and just have a fucking blast with yeah. it. But I am a little bit disappointed with it myself. Uh, you watched a big one uh, this yeah, year. Yeah, Midsummer. How was that? Dude, it is amazing. I love the visual of this movie. I love the feel of this movie. There is something awesome about going to this almost like a foreign land when you're kind of at this festival and you have no idea what's going on and you're constantly high and kind of like just losing shit and just crazy shit keeps happening. Mm-hmm. It was so good, man. Now, this is so from good. Ari Lester, the director of Hereditary. Hereditary fame. Is it like that film was almost hard to watch? Is this the same way? Oh, or? yeah, dude. It is. It's awesome, man. You got to <laughs> check it out. You feel like you're high the entire movie. Like, you, it's like, you is it more of a trippy on. experience or like it, hard to watch from like gore and torture and stuff like uh, that? There's a lot of gore and torture okay. going on with you, but even like it's trippy as balls, man. Like, they get you like with these like almost like flashes of violence that you don't see coming. Mm. And it's like, oh, what happened? Now I've heard comparisons to Wicker Man. Do you see the oh, resemblance? Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm hmm. pretty sure it was kind of. I would say inspired because Wicker Man is almost like um, uh, almost like a musical like a uh, interlude where they're all yeah. Wicker Man and like a lot of people forget. Like everyone remembers and... the the okay. insane ending and yeah. stuff, but there's a lot of like weird moments. Yeah. In it. But it, it, I mean, it, it this overall has the same works, thing, so. but it's more like um, 
people you actually recognize as people rather than like who are these weirdos from the thing they're actually just mm. like Swedish folk yeah. it feels like it's so good man um yeah, and some of the characters are actually like likable, and it starts off in the most dramatic way that you don't see coming. I don't want to give you anything away, but the first like ten minutes are crazy. Yeah, that stars uh, Florence Pugh, who I've had a, a bit of a thing for. She was in um, uh, Malevolent, which wasn't a great um, movie, but she was good in it. She was in Outlaw King. Like I've seen a couple of movies that yeah. aren't great movies, but she's good in it, and it doesn't she help that she's amazing uh, in this movie. She's light on the eyes. Oh yeah, and easy on the eyes for sure. She she did a movie, actually a wrestling movie called Fighting with the Family, and I think oh wait, she actually like starts wrestling. Right? Yeah, I think it's yeah. like based on one of the a female wrestlers' uh, biography yes. or something, and it's it's I've heard it's actually really good too. So I wouldn't I see that, that out. I think The Rock makes a little bit of appearance in there. Oh but. shit. Yeah, yeah, she seems she, to be an actress that's doing a lot of films good. that like interest me. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what, what would you give? I think mid- eight point five. Man, wow. I really want to see the director's cut. So this could be, uh, this could be. Yeah, it might be a, a, a high contender for top ten. Cool. Um, I wanted to talk about. I know you watched some other big films. Yeah. We'll get into, but I wanted to little, dig a little bit into Netflix here. I'm going to tear them a new asshole in a second. What? But let's talk about one thing they did do right. Stranger Things season three. I know you're only a couple. Yeah, I've only seen it. like uh, four episodes or so. So I won't say too mm-hmm. much, but I mean the first few episodes were almost my favorite. Yeah, where really it all takes good. place in the the mall and the totally like I love the 80s, 80s heavily mall. aesthetic and like those first few episodes. It's like. I could just watch the, the. Let's be honest. I was kind of hoping they would turn this into a like, grassy high. Yeah, like, where, like I could, there's no that's more. That's what monsters. I was saying. Like to be honest, I found the teen. Like I would rather watch yeah. a teen romp with these characters. Well, they, they go to like high school and shit, and they're like, "Yeah, hey, do you remember when we like fart demigods?" Like, yeah, it was crazy. By the way, I think Eleven's pregnant. <laughs> like they go through yeah. like actual real life events. Because I found all that stuff just yeah. so fun. Returning to the eighties and watching these people work and hang out in the mall. Like mm. I, I could watch that series. I found. I don't want to get too much into it because you haven't got that far. But I found like the mystery and the monster stuff. It's fine. It's not bad, but it's just like, it was okay. But it's, I mean, this show I find has always been about the characters. I think it's yeah. so good because the characters are so good. And I just wanted to watch more of them just hanging out and not being chased by CGI creatures. Yeah. The CGI is a little bit iffy in spots here. But yeah, I think they did a great job nailing that 80s aesthetic. And I think it's not as in your face. It is, but it's not like the first season, second season. I felt like like this one, it's there, but it's like... I think there's the references background. that you you might miss, yeah. whereas the other one they kind of like were very obvious. Um, I thought uh, Jake Busey and uh, Carrie Ellis are great there as the dickish guys yeah. they are. I love the stuff with Billy working at the pool flirting with all the mills. Oh, that's amazing, right? Uh, they do kind of, which someone I never caught this, did you get the reference it's to? The, uh, fast, fast Times, times. Right? Yeah, yeah. He's wearing like the Speedo and shit, yeah. isn't he? Um, have you got to where Murray Bauman's back, the paranoid guy? From he was in the season one or two. No, I have not. So I won't say too much about him. I'll just yeah. say he stole the series for me. Like he's oh, yeah? my favorite part of that this season. He's great in this. He gets a lot to do in there. Um, yeah, like I said, my only problem is I, I just would rather watch the characters hang out. Yeah, the monster stuff is fine. It's not bad, but I, overall, though, I would say this season is as good, if not better, than the first. It's much better than the second. I think the first one season was amazing. Second well, the first one was like dropped it for the me first one bit. was so new and fresh, yeah. and you didn't know what to expect. There's no high expectations. Second one had high expectations. Yeah. And yeah, the second one I thought like just dragged on. They stretched things out that didn't need to, and split the group up. And this yeah. one, I thought, I don't know, it was just. I just I found this one just really entertaining, and I was never really bored. I think it moves at a decent yeah. pace. 
I guess you can't give a rating, but I'm going to give the season seven and a half out of ten. Oh, okay, okay, uh, okay. And then keep in mind, like I, I really enjoy the show, but I don't. You know, it's not a, a yeah. lot of people are like this is the best show of all time, nine out of ten. I think I would probably give the first season a seven and a half, eight maybe. Yeah. So this is it's good. Still pretty high score. Isn't yeah. It this for is you? good. Uh, this is as good as the first season, in my opinion. But now let's. Uh, can I tear apart Netflix oh, for a little bit? Some of these. Um, I guess uh, the first one, Perfection. It's a 2018 film, but I think Netflix put out in 2019. Have you seen it? No, I have not. So a lot of these are Netflix exclusives that I wanted to watch. So you were excited about this one, weren't you? Um, I don't know if I would say excited about it. The trailer was interesting. It's more that like I don't care about these Netflix films because I know most aren't going to be very good. So I watch a lot of them on my phone, embarrassingly. on the bus but I just don't care and it's like yeah. I know I'm not going to have time to watch them but I want to like not wait until December and try to get through all these 2019 yeah. movies then so I've been trying to get through some of them this way um, so this film has a great setup you have a talented uh, cellist uh, who left a pre- uh, you see that she you find out she left this prestigious school when, when she was a child because her mother uh, became terminally ill her mother dies now she's an adult and she's going to return back to the school when she gets there, there's the new star pupil who she kind of uh, ends up having a fling with. You get some lesbian stuff going on there, if that's yeah. your thing. And then while vacationing together, the, the young the pupil gets really sick to the point where she's like vomiting like these maggot bug things. <laughs> what is and going you're, on? You're seeing bugs crawling her arms and all this <laughs> stuff. And then there's this big shock. And I don't want to say too much more than that. What I will say, so all that, like, that's kind of in the trailer. You see that, and it's like, this film looks like it's going to be insane. And that, like, the first chunk is pretty, like, I'm like, yeah. Intense. But then it's like, we're going to give you this shock uh, twist, shocking twist. And then it's almost gets to a point where, like, you got, no, tw- you got twist, twist out. and twist and twist. And the twists just aren't that interesting. I yeah. think, like, if anything, it goes downhill. And I think it gets to a point even where it's almost, like, ridiculous. So what would you say? Where it goes like, like, a, like a toilet spiral? Yeah, twist. like I think they like the director thinks he's doing this intelligent already mm. film, but then when they do the twist, it like literally rewinds the footage like a VHS, like like a record record. Yeah, like, and then you see it go back, and then you see oh, what actually happened? Why this is going on? It's like I don't know. I thought it was like it's almost like he came up with the twist and tried to make the film work around that. And I think it just becomes a mess with twist after twist. And there's like two or three of them in there. Um, Yeah. I don't want to say too much else. If you want to watch it, sure. I'm going to give it a five out of 10. I did not enjoy it. Let's move on. Velvet Buzzsaw. Did you watch this one? That's one with the the Gyllenhaal. Gyllenhaal's in there. Rene Russo, um, Tony Collette, John Malkovich, uh, that's, a, that's a pedigree. Man. Yeah, Look another film, and it's um, directed by the guy that did Nightcrawler, starring Jake Gyllenhaal, oh, which was a great film. Yeah, so great setup as well. Uh, this woman who works at an art gallery, she's kind of like the young up and coming. Uh, Rene Russo is her boss, who's a bit of a not a I guess you could say bitch, but anyways, this young woman finds a dead man in her apartment, like not in her room, but in her apartment building, and she and his door is left open. She happens to go into his room and sees that he was a painter, and all she has like hundreds of paintings and art there, and it's like really she sees it and it's like wow this is fantastic. So she takes it all, and I think too he told the, uh, the, the whoever all this stuff has to be destroyed if I die, and I think he as oh, he died burning it or something. Um, trying to burn some of it. But she manages to salvage what she can. Um, this stuff becomes a huge instant success. Everyone in the art community wants a piece of it. It's selling for ridiculous amounts of money. 
but then terrible things happen to the people as they do that buy the art or around the art. I mean, it almost becomes like Final Destination. Is it fun? Like, but with the strange, the strange kind of snooty art community. Is it fun? Characters. Final Destination. Almost like uh, he drinks a coffee, but like a uh, the coffee handle mug breaks. And, no, uh, uh, not really. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Jake Gyllenhaal is yeah. a really quirky character. He's kind of fun. Like, yeah, it was that. Uh, who's that guy who paints shit? <laughs> Bob Ross. No, <laughs> he was big in like the sixties and like Studio Fifty Four and shit like that. Oh, um, Andy Warhol. There it is. I guess yeah. He. I, I guess yeah. so. Yeah. And then you know Tony Collette is there. She doesn't have that much to do. John Malkovich is fine. He's just like he's kind of doing that same performance in the Birdcage where it's kind of <laughs> a little bit overacting. Um, he's an artist in this. I don't know. I just thought like it's not a terrible film. I just felt it never came together and I feel like you know the ending almost felt rushed. It kind of felt like it's building up and then it's just like, "Oh, we were ran out of time." So yeah, I I don't know. Uh I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. But like a lot of these Netflix films, it's just kind of there. Yeah. It almost feels like they get these great setups and then they go do their thing. I hate to say it, but maybe Netflix needs studio interference. I've heard they just go and let the artists do anything. Yeah. And you look at Netflix films and like most of them are shit. So yeah. maybe they need someone to kind of like tell them what to, what to tell do. them what's working and what's not working. Yeah. I don't know. I just you get too close to it. Maybe? I just feel like I'm watching a lot of these films and I'm disappointed time after time with these Netflix exclusives. So I'm gonna give it six out of ten. I didn't yeah. hate it. It's worth a watch, but it, it's probably not gonna make my best of the year. Another, but let's get into more shit. Rim of the world. Have you heard of this? No. So, Rim of the World, Mick G coming off of The Babysitter, which was actually a big surprise for me. I really dug it. I think it made my top 10 of the year. But normally, I'm not a Mick G fan. But, you know, he did this. I saw a preview for this film. It kind of looked fun. It kind of looks like it's trying to do the Stranger Things, you know, a group of kids at a camp when an alien invasion breaks out and they got to save the world. And it's it's kind of going for that 80s kind of Spielberg feel. And again, started out kind of strong. Like... I'm these kids. There's some funny dialogue, and they're going to the camp, and you're meeting all like the the different counselors who are kind of these unique, funny characters. But then the alien invasion happens, and you find out that everyone like died or left. <laughs> so all these <laughs> fun kind of characters they introduce are not in the rest of the film. Yeah. And instead, we follow these four kids. One of them is pretty funny, I guess. The other three are just very stereotypical, boring characters. And it's them fighting a bunch of bad CGI and aliens and very cliche. And yeah, I don't really have much positive to say about this film. Again, like Netflix, stop fucking making films. Or like, (laughs) instead of doing 20 bad ones, do one good one. Mm -hmm. I don't have much more to say about this film. Again, I don't want to spend too much time on some of these. I'm going to give it four and a half, five out of 10, I guess. Not really did doing too well. And then one more I'm going to do for Netflix, but this was my fault. I don't know what I was expecting. Murder Mystery from 2019, starring Adam Sandler. Okay, yeah. Well, (laughs) and um, Jennifer Aniston. I just, you know me, I'm into the murder mysteries. I watched all the old um, Agatha Christie flicks, these old 80s TV films starring a bunch of old men and women. (laughs) Like, I think those, the average audience age for those films was probably 55, 60. (laughs) And I get a kick out of them. You're on Facebook with the moms. You're watching Agatha Christie movies. Hey, man, I am a get off my lawn. I I do not deny that. I'm totally an old man at heart. So, but anyways. Put down that knitting needles and why don't we talk about (laughs) some movies, man? So I watched a bunch of horror. We actually, it was after we came after our anthology. I just wanted something different. 
I was watching it on my lunch break, so I didn't want to watch anything good. So I'm like, oh, uh, Adam Sandler, I know it's not going to be good, but I like murder mystery. It's different. I don't care how I'm watching it. Maybe it'll be funny, and I put it on. I, I have nothing more to say. It's an Adam Sandler flick. It's not good. It's not. It, again, it's fine. It's it's a. <laughs> did you do that? How would did he play more than one character? Was he like dressed up as a sister in this one? Or no? I, he did just play the one okay. one character in this. I didn't like it. It's not terrible. It's fine. It's yeah. probably you know it's not as bad as ridiculous. Who did that James play? Uh, he <laughs> he's not in this. Actually, oh. I did have um, Luke Evans, who I like, and okay. Gemma Arterton, who I am actually a big fan mm. of. But yeah, it's it's fine. It's a murder mystery, but it's kind of like. The mystery isn't that interesting, and the comedy is not really that funny. Yeah. So it's like you're kind of you're just kind of watching it almost like comfort food, I guess. I don't. I didn't. It, how do you rate a film like this? It's probably a five out of ten. I'm not. It's not going to be make my yeah. top ten. It would be amazing. Oh, it's going to be a pretty shitty year. You could waste did. time. You could you could find better things to waste your time, but you could also do worse. I guess yeah. what I'm getting at. If you've been watching his other Adam Sandler films, you'll probably enjoy it as much as them. Again, it's not like Ridiculous Six was like that is a terrible piece of shit. Yeah. I will never ever watch that. I'll never watch this again either. What? But yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I'm surprised you actually watched that movie. Again, I'm just trying to find yeah. stuff that I don't like. Anything good I want to watch on a big screen. Yeah, I guess that around makes sound. Sense. Netflix, I know I'm not gonna. Yeah, you know I don't want to waste. If I have time, two hours, I'd rather pick a good movie off my shelf yeah, than watch enough. a Netflix movie. So I'm fine with watching these on my lunch break or whatever on a laptop or phone. So that's uh, Netflix for me. That's your uh, summer, uh, Maddie. What did you think of? You saw a big one. Scary stories to tell in the dark. Did you read these books when you were a kid? I don't remember the stories. I remember the images. Oh, that's sure. What was great about these stories is that they uh, were almost like folklore tales that came with these amazing illustrations of like monsters and like ghosts and like specters that will scare the shit out of you when mm-hmm. you're a kid. And they somehow recreated all these things for this movie. Yeah, and it is amazing. Yeah, it's like a atmospheric uh, story within a story. It's I don't want to say it's better than Trick or Treat, but it is up there with Trick or wow, Treat, man. It is uh, so heavy good. Praise. It is so good. It takes place on Halloween too. Is it kind of like Goosebumps for an older crowd, or is it like way, way above that? I, I think it's way, way above that. Okay. Even like the CGI. There's, I want to say there is CGI, but like yeah. not much. It yeah. is like practical effects, and they, they look great, man. Yeah. And the atmosphere is so oozing. It feels like a love letter to Hamilton as well, which oh, nice. I love. Like, it takes place in Gage Park. Yeah. You see coming over Dundas. It well, that's, awesome. uh, I'm happy to say, I'm, yeah. that was one of my most anticipated films. And again, mm. I just haven't been able to get to the theater scene. You're going to love it. That film was done, like, from scratch at our uh, oh, at nice. my work at Technicolor. Uh, everything was done there. All, we, we handled all the, the films. So I was seeing, like, tests of the, the costumes and the oh, monsters and everything awesome. way before hand even when we some we you know every couple months they would mm-hmm. hire an ice cream truck outside our work and you go get free ice cream or whatever and del toro walked by while i was grabbing <laughs> my ice cream which was kind of cool that's kind of amazing um but yeah i'm, I'm I, it seems like it, it's been again, i've been getting a lot of praise a bunch of different stories all like almost tiny stories within a giant story like mm-hmm. over um arcing narrative which is kind of cool you get all these like tiny mini stories but like they're not like doesn't take you away from the actual overall mm-hmm. story 
they did a really good job of this. Yeah, like it, as much as Midsummer is, I'm sure I'm going to enjoy. It's kind of probably going to be the better film. Yeah, I have a feeling this is a film that I will enjoy more. Yeah, like, I love the Goosebumps. You're flicks. going to love it. I'm going to pre-order this as soon it. as it, it's available on Blu-ray. I'm so excited to see it. But yeah, unfortunately, I did not get a chance to see it in theater. It's just it's, yeah, yeah. Again, you're tough. you're going to watch it in October, right? For sure. Well, I hope it it comes out. Yeah. I don't know. I don't it, know. It, it might be it a November better. thing. If it doesn't come out in October, it's ridiculous. You what are you going to give? Uh, I got eight point five, but I think like on second viewing, it might go up. Wow. Wow. It is good. Wow. Like, uh, I don't want to like hype it for you, but you're going to love it. Yeah, I'm, I'm pumped to uh, mm-hmm. see it. Uh, going the complete opposite, Hard Ticket to Hawaii, 1987, <laughs> the classic directed by Andy Sedaris. Andy Sedaris, who I guess is known for just doing these amazing bad movie. movies with cheesy dialogue, fun action, oh, amazing, lots of nudity and big-breasted women. So in the uh, Hard Ticket to Hawaii, there is a radioactive snake. Yep. There is a, a frisbee with razor blades yep. that like, uh, take out people. Oh. A blow, uh, there's a scene where a guy skateboards oh. past the Jeep and ha- holds a blow-up doll to block him and then tries to shoot them. <laughs> and then I figure it happens. Somehow he, they sh- I think they shoot him. Something happens. He launches in the air and they kill him by pulling out a rocket launcher and shooting him. And then on top of it, waste another missile to shoot the blow-up doll that's floating yeah. in the air. This is the type of film you're getting here. Right away, I knew I was in a treat because the Blu-ray has a director intro, oh. and it's him with this well-endowed, big-breasted woman, <laughs> and he's like, well, I brought her here for a lot of reasons, and then as he like pans up her body, <laughs> and uh, and then she's talking, he's like, oh, look at this. She even counts. <laughs> she can do everything. She's the whole package, like totally acting like this chick is just a ditzy pair of breasts with legs. Um, so one and a half minutes in the film, we've already got bare breasts. Oh yeah. So you know what you're getting into. Just some of the some of the quotes I wrote down here. So we have these drug enforcement agents who wear short shorts where their ass cheeks are literally hanging out. And they wear loose button-up tank tops with nothing underneath. Yeah, because they are like the narc squad, aren't so they? It's a lot of like side yeah. boobage there. Um, you have a line, drug enforcement agents can't afford to get soft. I'm supposed to be soft. I'm a woman. <laughs> You have, um, let's unload and hit the jacuzzi. I do my best thinking there. Of course, it's them topless yeah. in the jacuzzi as they're planning out. Random scene at the uh, a restaurant that has nothing to do with anything. You practically raped me last night. That was last night. This is today. I care for you, Charlotte. I care for your mind. <laughs> you have a waitress who's taking orders, mm-hmm. um, a hot waitress who's taking orders in a bikini. May I help you? I'll have a, a, a pair of coffee. <laughs> like this, this movie is fucking awesome. Like you mentioned, uh, the snake is radioactive. The great line: "That snake has been infected." This is a scientist. That snake has been infected by deadly toxins from cancer-infested rats. <laughs> oh, cancer-infested rats! Yeah, that was it. <laughs> you had this creepy greeter at the restaurant who's in the movie throughout, just like totally being a creeper. And uh, misogynistic to all the women. He hits on every woman that enters a restaurant, slapping the asses of all the waitresses that work there. And uh, so the two hot, the leads come in. I'm going to give you the best seat in the house. You can sit right on my face. (laughs) And then they're like, why? Is your nose bigger than your dick? (laughs) And then there's another line with some guy, the the guy's sitting on one of the waitresses. And this creepy host says to the guy, you can go down on here, but you're going to be kissing the back of my head because I'm going to already be there. You know what I mean, right? 
Like, what? Uh, hey, listen. Oh, man. This film was... Uh... So, yeah, you've already mentioned Killer Contaminated Snake, Ninja Throwing Stars, Spy Missions Hidden in Sandwiches, Villain's Attack on a Skateboard with a Blow-Up Doll in one hand and a Shotgun in the other, Said Villain Launched in the Air and Shot with a Bazooka, as is the Blow-Up Doll, you have a Spy in Drag, Bladed Frisbee, Small Brawless Outfits and Lots of Side Boob, uh, bazooka kills a snake one foot away. He, literally, he pulls out the bazooka oh, and yeah. shoots the snake that is like a foot or two from away from him. Nudity throughout, including the credits, is just all nudity. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is a film you're getting, guys. They don't make movies like this anymore. I mean, maybe for good reason, but I had a blast. Sometimes you just want a very un-PC film you know, like this. You know what's fucked up? Um, this is like... I don't want to say like charming, but like it's like that charming where it's yeah. like the uh, it's what's a charming thing about that like uh, masculinity where like instead of like the rape culture like the uh, what was that clown apocalypse or whatever it was, it's like two of the same. No, names, the, this but yeah, this like, has more of a humor like jovial. Well, and the thing is too, the women are the leads in the film, and yes, they do get topless up, but they also yeah. do kick ass. Oh, yeah. I mean, and there's an overarching narrative, and it's like all all the women are yes, they're always big boobed and yeah. getting dude but they also are most of them are the leads and they're kind of badasses throughout yeah. including the villains and stuff so yeah it, it's like the director's definitely there's some massaging in there but yeah like you said it feels like it feels like people are having fun in the set the women that were doing these roles yeah were, we're kinda, having a great time we're having a great time they probably didn't care about nudity yeah. they were probably strippers and they yeah. were like fine yeah I'm gonna, it's empowering you're gonna pay me to do this yeah. star in these films sure and I get to kick ass and throw ninja stars so I don't know I just had fun with it oh it's a blast I'm gonna man. give it it's hard to judge a film like this because it really it's not a is. good movie, but I had fun. I'm going to give it six and a half out of ten, but again, like... Well, we were living at Prospect. We actually did this a couple times where we had like beers and we watched all I these movies. I never saw this yeah. one, though. You guys saw it. I didn't see this one. I think you guys had put... I was probably passed out or something. Yeah, it makes sense. But you, going you with... You smelt a beer and got all like woozy <laughs> in your head and had to take a nap? <laughs> probably. Going with that same line of thinking of movies they don't make like this anymore, and one I need to lend you because I was surprised how much fun I had with this. I feel like this is a film that... It's kind of underrated in the teen romp genre. I don't hear anyone talk about this film. Up the Creek from 1984. Have you seen this one? Uh, is that the Seth Green? No, this, this is 1984. Oh, 84. No, I haven't. So I think without a paddle. It opens up. That one's okay. This one opens up with John Hillerman, who is Butler Higgins from Magnum P.I. Oh, awesome. He's the dean of the school, and I guess he gets the four troubled students. One, the one guy, Tim Matheson, who's, has oh, uh, been in the school here. for 12 years. <laughs> Oh, so Tim Matheson from Animal House? Yeah. Nice. So he's in there. You also have... It's funny because it seems like instead of trying to put together a good cast, they just cast the good characters from other films because you have Tim Matheson from Animal House. You have the guy that played Flounder in Animal House also playing <laughs> the, the fat guy in this film. Animal House is what they did? And then you got Pee Wee from Porky's. Oh, get out of here. And then some other guy that um, I believe did some uh, some romps as well. But they're the four troubled students, and the dean, I guess, is embarrassed that their their student is called. I forget what the name of the the school is called, but it's whatever. It's a joke school. Has never won anything. He says, "I'll make a deal with you guys." There's a raft race. It's so ridiculous the concept. <laughs> There's a intercollegiate you raft race coming up? up. This sounds ridiculous, but I've seen more than one TV show where this is like the plot of oh, like yeah? uh, like the actual. I, did, well, I find they don't make them like this yeah. anymore. You know what I mean? Like I miss these kind of ones. Like yeah, it's stupid, but who cares? I'm along for the ride. Anyways, they've never won anything. He will give them all degrees in a major of their choice if they can win the <laughs> this raft race for the school. So Tim Matheson's kind of the old, the kind of he's a little definitely too old to be in college. Yeah. He's kind of the cool guy. You got the stereotypical nerd with glasses. You got the fat guy who was 
like one of his first scenes is him in the car. He's got a Sunday in one hand and a sub in the other. He's eating. Yeah. That's the kind of film we're getting here, folks. You got the one guy with the suitcase of drinks. Uh, and then, yeah, the, and then the one student, he's like the lovable loser that just can't get women. Um, he's the pinto of this movie, is what you're yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. But um, you have all the teams are like stereotypical 80s teams as well. You have the the blonde jocks that, yeah. you know, they're going to cheat. They made a deal with a, one of the other deans who was a judge and they paid him off and they, they have missiles to take out <laughs> rafts and they have like blades hidden in their paddles and all this kind of stuff. They got all plans to cheat. You have the, the hot young women group that is Sorry. four hot young blondes. That are in, or they have a group. One of the leads, who's kind of the love interest for uh, Matheson's character, is um, you know, in Ghostbusters at the beginning with Bill Murray, where he's doing that ESP test. Oh yeah, and he keeps on saying that the hot woman is yeah. getting them right. It's her. Oh um, nice. Uh, so she's easy on the eye. She also was in To All Good Night, the uh, Christmas horror flick. Oh awesome. Then you have a you know a team of army soldiers. You have a team of like stereotypical oh, um, like skids. I, I don't know if bikes bikers in there. Uh, maybe. It's gotta be punk. I know you definitely have like stereotypical Jewish guys. Like oh, it's, yeah? it's it's just fun. Every team has their own character yeah. to them. You know what I mean? And then there's even like the soldiers get like banned, so they want revenge. So there's Looney Tune gags where they they're actually like they have huge rocks set up that they're gonna pull, so it rolls down the hill and will hit the raft. <laughs> like it's that kind of film. But something goes wrong, and he's kind of the wi- the leader of the the soldiers. wily coyote. This is the kind of the wily coyote always goes wrong. He goes flying out in trees, <laughs> and it explodes, and you know he's all like he covered in soot and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. Um, obviously, you got to have a lot of unnecessarily breasts in there. Tons of fun pranks. Uh, Matheson is just cool as a cucumber, charming as hell, and he's got a wonder dog as his like partner oh, friend who you know he's chatting about like, ah, you know, you have to take a night to yourself, go get laid, you know, <laughs> whatever. Um, yeah, this is just go, go bury your bone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is just such a fun romp. I had a blast of this. I'm gonna give it seven and a half out of ten. Yeah, I recommend everyone go watch this. Kino actually, I think, because it was hard to find. Don't, and then MGM finally released it, but it was one of those burnt-on DVD programs uh, you had to order from their site. Shit. So thankfully, Kino put it on a, a, a press Blu-ray. I, I got it on a sale for like 10 or 15 bucks. So nice. Highly recommend this one. Uh, yeah, up the creek. Maddie, you saw Quentin Tino's have you seen another one of no? our anticipated films. I have not seen it yet. Oh, dude, it is Once amazing. It is like um, almost like a testament to like old school Hollywood. It is awesome. It takes place, I guess, during the uh, Manson family murders. Okay. And if you know anything about this, you feel like you have an idea where this is going to go. And it doesn't go anywhere like you thought it would. And just like Quentin Tarantino's like, well, I can do what I want. I'm Quentin Tarantino. And he just kind of makes it. Insanely awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And Brad Pitt kills it in this movie. Yeah, I heard he's him Absolutely and Leo are fantastic. Kills it. Leo, yeah. Leo is amazing. Here's yeah. the, I got a question for you, Maddie, because I've noticed something about this film. Yeah. What are your thoughts on Jackie Brown? I like Jackie Brown a lot, actually. Okay. So yeah, that makes sense. So yeah. Jackie Brown, a lot of people over the years, it's become a lot of people's favorite. A lot of people hold it high yeah. up there. Everyone that loves this film. Loves Jackie Brown. Yeah. The people that don't like Jackie Brown and found it boring and not enough action don't like this film as well. That I've actually makes sense. I've seen, like, I have a group of friends, and the ones that love this film love Jackie Brown. The ones that didn't like this film and found it boring, other than the visuals, didn't like Jackie Brown. So it seems like that's kind of the. 
This is taste. The line, yeah. Did you like Jackie um, Brown? Um, I like Jackie Brown, yeah. yeah. It, Jackie Brown's one that grew on me over Anything with Pam Greer, I'm, I'm into. Maybe. Yeah, exactly. I'm a Pam yeah. Greer fan. So I, th- I think Jackie Brown the first time, I didn't love it. I can come off of like Pulp Fiction I and like Reservoir Dogs. It. It's not like a gangster movie. It's like just mm-hmm. a bunch of like schlubs uh, yeah. making a heist of it. Yeah. But yeah. What, what, what are you going to give Once Upon a Time? Oh, I got to give it eight. Wow. Yeah, I might go a bit higher. Is this going to be top it. ten material for you? I, yeah, I think for all these films sure. are like top ten yeah. material. It's been a it's been a pretty. It's been a good year. summer yeah. for like a. It's been a great year for horror movies. I think yeah. I was thinking that like we well, think the new age. Of I like think horror. the last couple of years have been pretty good for yeah. horror. Like I think the last couple of years may not have been great for film overall, yeah. but like for horror, I think there's definitely been a handful that have been pretty solid. So and again, we haven't even hit October yet. Yeah. So. Um, I watched one that I'm pretty sure you've heard. I think it might have made your top 10 or close to your top 10 last year. Well, maybe it was the year before. From 2017, Mayhem. This is uh, directed oh, by yeah, Joe Lynch. yeah, 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 yeah. Stars yeah. from Walking Dead, uh, Stephen mm, Yoon. Yeah. And Samara Weaving, who I've become a huge fan of. Oh, she's she's kind of like the genre Margot Robbie. Yeah. She looks like identical to her. She was, we just talked about, she was kind of what made the babysitter. She yeah. was so great in that. She's in the Ready or Not. Did you see Ready or Not? I haven't. I want to check that out. That's actually. supposed to be amazing. And she looks I've heard great really good things in that. But she steals the show in this one too. Yeah. But yeah, it's pretty much about Yoon as this lawyer who's kind of become everything he's hated. I guess worked underpaid. Well, I guess he was given a promotion because there's so what there is there's this virus that when infected it kind of removes all your inhibitions and moral integrity. Pretty much allows you to live Fuck, out your kill, darkest impulses, whatever. whatever yeah, whatever's on your mind. And I guess his firm was defending someone that killed a murder. Or, sorry, that murdered someone when he was on this virus, and they were probably going to lose a case. But he found a loophole and was able to prove that he was not liable for what he did mm-hmm. and because it's loophole he gets his high position and kinds of everything he hates but now there's this um other case that i guess someone else in his firm a higher up bungled at this big important case to blame him and yeah he becomes a patsy she blames him for this case and he gets fired samara weaving is a character that's coming in she's just trying to get a loan for her house trying to save her house was it her house or for a grandmother or yeah, something i forget grandma. But anyways, you have these two people that now this virus has infected this office building and they know that this loophole exists. So they said, we can get away with everything and blame on this virus. And it's just them trying to get to the top of the building to kill these higher ups. And yeah. uh, it's uh, blood and anarchy along the way. Yeah. Blood and mayhem, I guess. Yeah, it's almost like uh, oh, the, the raid. I just kind of go up floor yeah, exactly. to floor to floor. And, and, well, there's another film too, the, the Belko Experiment, which I heard oh, a lot what, of people didn't was, like because it, it was kind of too depressing. Yeah, this was kind of like a, a more fun take yeah. on it. I mean, my, my problem with this film is I didn't love Ewan's... Yeah. Is it Ewan or Jan? I couldn't even tell. Whatever, that. his character. I, I thought he's kind of not the most likable guy. He kind of redeems himself a bit but yeah. really this is Samara we like she is so fun and likable yeah. in this film it's hard not to love her as you know they're doing these montages as they're killing people <laughs> I mean there's kind of this thing too where they're killing all these innocent people that, well it, innocent is uh <laughs> well some of them are just infected by the virus and some yeah. of them are just kind of doing their jobs I mean I'm not saying the higher ups are innocent yeah. necessarily but some of these people I don't know I thought maybe didn't yeah. deserve to die so it's kind of this weird thing like you're rooting for them but they're kind of also killing all these people just yeah. because they're pissed off. But I don't know. I, I still had fun mm. with it. Uh, I'm going to give it six and a half out yeah. of ten. I'm almost done here. I just got uh, yeah one or two more to yeah. talk about. Do you have anything else you want to talk yeah, about? No, Should no, I just no, run I, through these? Uh, actually, I, I watched Piranha. Do you remember the original Piranha from Joe Dante? Uh, yeah. It is a ton of fun, yeah. man. Oh, I yeah, forgot yeah. how good that is. Like, There's one scene when they all go into this like a water park. And it's like, wow, they... Uh, 
they destroyed children in this movie. Like yeah. children are getting eaten. And like they went place. I didn't. Is think it they your were first time go. seeing it, or just you haven't seen? It in I a haven't long time. seen it in ages. Yeah, like ages. Like I remember, like watch. I think it was like ah, uh, Jaws. It will, maybe on the same scene as Jaws. Like it is not. It is no, almost no. like Jaws on like this crazy LSD man. Yeah. It is fucked up. And well, awesome. it's like the exploitation version of Jaws. That's exactly. Jaws is like yeah. the well made film. This film, yeah. not necessarily so, but it's so much fun. Exactly. Like it's like once it, it it starts, it doesn't really stop. It does not let up, does it? That is, the remake is quite good too. Both yeah. those films are quite yeah. good. Yeah, it balls the wall crazy. Both yeah, of them. Eh? Yeah. Seven point five. I'm giving nice. the original. Yeah. Nice. Um. I watched the film Vinegar Syndrome. Uh, I believe this one I picked up actually at the shock. Excuse me, shock stock. Going back to that. Now, this is a film. I kind of described it if Hitchcock directed a low budget Canadian grindhouse film. <laughs> so what it is is this man learns his wife's been cheating on him, and then he tries to convince her he's willing to let that slide if she'll give him money because he wants to start this business. I guess she has money that either inherited. from inherited or that maybe she makes more than him, whatever. But she refused to do it. She just thinks it's a bad venture. So he gets in a big argument with her and tells her that he knows she's cheating on him. While they're arguing, this guy drives by and, you know, they're doing this in the middle of the road. He almost hits them. They get in a little argument, but whatever, he drives off. Um, anyways, later on, this couple gets another argument while they're driving. The car goes over the cliff. He gets out. Uh, thinks she's dead but then he finds out no she's still alive but she's really hurt but he says well if I leave her I inherit that money and she's cheating on me I'm going to leave her anyway she's probably going to leave me it's not working out so he leaves his fucking wife there (laughs) just dying stuck in this car to slowly die the guy earlier comes by finds her tries to save her he gets her out unfortunately though she doesn't make it while this is going on, though, the other guy's kind of hiding in the woods and he fucks with his car so he can't start the car. But then when he leaves for help, he fixes it again. So if someone comes back and he says, no, I swear, I tried to help her, but my car wouldn't start. Really? Oh. So it kind of becomes this cat and mouse guy. And then he, the, the husband goes to like this farmhouse and he tells the family, oh, we got in a car accident. This guy hit us off the road and he tried to kill us. And my wife was hurt. We got to save her. So it's this cat and mouse game <laughs> of him trying to blame this guy for his wife's murder and I thought it was very very cool it kind of goes well places done. you didn't think yeah um, for this little film that again Vinegar Syndrome I like them they yeah. do great fucking slipcovers but a lot of the time their films are kind of like they're let's be honest they're kind of trash yeah. they're sort of trash some of them are good some of them don't aren't so good don't live up to the cool covers but this film I think was actually one of their actual better well made films um, I don't want to say too much because I don't want to spoil it too much, but I, I recommend checking this one out if you can find it. Uh, again, I can lend this to you. I thought yeah. it was very cool. I could see even Adam enjoying it. If you enjoy like a good thriller, uh, I'm going to give it 7 out of 10. Oh, awesome. One other one I don't really have too much to say, but I watched uh, a documentary from 2012 called Eurocrime, the Italian cop and gangster films that ruled the 70s. Oh, that actually might be I've awesome. I've been wanting to check out. I've been kind of picking them up when I see them, yeah. some of these 70s uh, crime Italian crime flicks because they're supposed to be crazy and insane. Mm-hmm. And this documentary kind of goes through them all. Unfortunately, you know, if you're expecting a not quite Hollywood style, like it's not really as, well uh, edited and fast paced, it's not. It is more of a talky head. I mean, you're getting clips, but it just doesn't. A bit seem, droll. It's just not as polished and well put together as that documentary. Yeah. I, I think the most like it, it's a film that I didn't usually. I watch these and I love coming on. I come up with a list of ten films I need to check out. This one I didn't really. It's like I kind of like went and did my research after and found out films I need to check out. Yeah. Well, what it does do well is they talk about like 
the real crime that was going on at the time, and that shit is where it gets oh, crazy. Oh, that might be interesting. They're talking about how this, like, the mayor of one town was abducted, and like for a month, and then demanded money, and then they end up finding the guy in the back of the car, murdered, oh, and like that's crazy. they're talking about how like women, you you know, they would people would drive by and grab their purse and pull them, and if a woman like you know this one woman they knew she couldn't. That the purse got trapped around her arm, so she couldn't let go. So they dragged her like up streets for like oh, blocks wow. until it eventually let go, and she was all fucked up. Like, and they're talking about too, like how that during the making of these, like they would have real crime people would be protecting them or like giving them info on set. And like the one time they they raced and they want they weren't going to make the market, so they're racing in the, the the car to run and get whatever the food. And these guys like popped out and they said like, "Don't ever." fucking run and jump out of your car like that again we were ready to, we had pretty much we were about to shoot you guys <laughs> the one guy talks about how his car was stolen he didn't even claim it because there's no point one of the actors yeah. John Saxon was doing a lot of films uh, uh, in this yeah so that he, makes he's sense he's in there uh, Henry Silva's in there who did like a bunch of Jallos and Western films he's talking in there and you have Fred Williamson is in there because I guess he did a, oh, yeah? a bunch of uh, Italian crime flicks for oh, a bit cool. there in the 70s uh Franco Nero's in there who's always fun. Yeah, it was just very cool. And too, they talk about how like Godfather came out and then all the knockoffs yeah, of all those sense. type of films. So yeah, I, I don't know. I, it was a little dry. Yeah. I can't say I necessarily loved it, but some of the stories, again, I thought the most interesting stuff was when they go into the real stuff and crime that was going on during While that time. While they were filming kind of deal? What a scary time it yeah. was. Like, it's crazy when they talk about that and the riots. And, like, they said, like, it was normal. Every week there would be a shootout in the middle oh, of the street and people up. would be dead. And, you know, they didn't, it was it was just crazy. So, I, yeah, I don't have too much to say. I'm going to give it six out of ten, okay. I guess. Okay, entertaining. It's, it's but worth not, watching. Yeah. But, yeah, if you are expecting one of the more fast-paced um, – this one I don't really have much to say, but it, it kind of leads because it's kind of my uh, Ricky Lake double feature, I guess. <laughs> okay, you watch Crybaby? No, so I watched Cabin Boy from 1994. Do you know Cabin Boy? I know that's uh, what's that guy, um, um, Chris uh, Elliott. Chris Elliott. So this is kind of this film. I remember being so excited for this when I was a kid. Yeah, and the the trailers and TV spots were great, and then like being born, I think I don't even think I finished it. I don't even know if I can finish it. I assume it's it. one of the movies that holds up better than you think it would. Well, that's the thing. This film was a huge bomb. It, it pretty much ruined Chris Elliott's career and Adam Resnick, who they were both uh, came off. They they wrote Get a Life, which uh, kind of they had were this like David Letterman guys. Were they like they were David Letterman guys yeah. as well? Yeah. So they they actually wrote this film. Was originally Tim Burton was supposed to direct. So they kind of they wrote it for him and they yeah. put stuff in thinking for his style of filming. And at the last second, he decided to get out of it. And Adam Resnick can never direct anything, and they just kind of threw it on him. And they're saying, like, the most fascinating, like, the Blu-ray has a really cool, like, hour documentary, and they go on all the details, and, like, it's almost more fascinating the film. Yeah. But, yeah, like, they were saying, like, it was so weird and that they were, like, just given carte blanche almost. Like, they could put anything in the script, and it was long, and no one was checking anything. And everyone's just like, ah, sure, do that, and whatever. Oh, wow. And like That'll this guy, this first-time director. and but But he said, like, I had no interest in doing this film. It didn't interest me. Yeah. But it was almost like pushed upon me. I made this for, I would not choose to direct this as my first film. Yeah. So he, he didn't really know what he was doing. He was kind of thrown into it. And it was just a mess. Like it killed both their careers. They were coming kind of like these hot guys with David Letterman get a life. And then this, no one would hire them. They said like they actually got hired. And then they were all excited. And they're like, oh yeah, this sounds great for a TV series after this film. Yeah. And then they got a callback saying, uh, one of the executives who is actually kind of the, the highest one, when is the to make the meeting? And we told him how excited we were, but then we found out who who was behind the show. Oh, and no. as soon as he heard your guy's name, it was off. Like that's how 
blacklisted oh, they, they were had, after like, the bomb on this him, film. Man. But yeah, this film has gained this kind of huge cult, cult following. following. Like the Kino released it in this slip cover release that has like hours of extras. It's this big collector's edition. So I was kind of I was like, oh, I'm kind of curious. And you watch a trailer, it has kind of this Ray Harry Haas and practical effects. And Get out of here. Yeah, there's like this ice creature and there's this giant um, played by, what's that dude from Dumb and Dumber? The um, the guy that they pot, they give all the pills. Danny Aiello? I don't know, maybe. But he plays a giant, like there's just, there's a there's a woman with six arms and there's a there's this shark man creature and sharky. This movie kind of sounds amazing. Yeah, actually. so I was kind of excited. And if you look online, like the one scene yeah. that always comes up is this David Letterman scene. Watch the scene. He's drinking gravy and shit? No, it's just yeah. him kind of, uh, Chris Elliott's this fancy lad and it's just him <laughs> ripping apart. They're, he, Chris Elliott's just being this snooty kind of complete jerk to David Letterman and David Letterman's being a jerk back to him. But they're kind of doing it in this way where they're both, um, it would almost seem like they're friends liking each other, but they're actually tearing each other <laughs> apart. It's this great scene. I'll put it actually in this podcast because it, it makes the film, the scene. You, everyone All needs right. to watch the scene. It's amazing. Stop it. Stop it. Oh, I've had it with you. What the stinkos in here? You! You! Old man! Look, I am in desperate need of assistance. Well, well, well. What's on your mind, little girl? Uh, I realize that you are most likely the product of lower-class inbreeding, but perhaps you could help me. Oh, gosh, I certainly hope so. I have been wandering this dreary village in hopes of finding the Queen Catherine. You wouldn't have any idea where she might be docked, would you? Uh, you know what you are? You're, you're one of those little, uh, fancy lads, aren't you? <laughs> Boy, you're cute. Gosh, what a sweet little outfit. Is it your little spring outfit? (laughs) You couldn't be cuter. You're so adorable. Oh, my. You know, you remind me of my niece, Sally. Lovely girl. She's she's a dietician. Hey, would you like to buy a monkey? No, I don't want to buy a monkey. Are you sure? No, I'm on my way. Your family must be very proud of you. All right, we'll see you, honey. Uh, Hey, hey, wait a minute. Jennifer, come here. What? Come here, come here. I can show you to that ship of yours. You will? Right down this road. Right there. Marvelous. Well, I I probably should hurry, shouldn't I? Because they're going to start the banquet soon. And I must tell you, I'm famished. Well, why wouldn't you be? Big girls have big appetites, don't they? (laughs) Listen, do yourself a favor. Don't let them give you any of that uh, flank steak bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Try the London broil. Yeah. Well, that's a good tip. I shall do it. Pamper yourself. (laughs) Okay. Oh, my. Well, you know, I must tell you. For a yellow-eyed, gamey-smelling lowlife, you really have quite a decent heart about you, sir. <laughs> well, I'm not going to touch you. I'm not going to shake your hand or get near you because you're all of that. Yeah. But I am going to be on my way. Okay, good okay. for you. Yeah, talk like go. Yeah. Hey, listen, have a have a good trip, okay. Susie. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Think about me, all right? <laughs> oh, man, oh, man, do I hate them fancy lads. The film, unfortunately, doesn't live up to that scene. That scene is the best ah. scene in the movie early on. But it's not its not a bad film. I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. But I, I thought the Blu-ray, I'm glad I picked up. The documentary is great. They totally like are ripping on this film about how terrible it is and how fucking stupid the movie is. And they don't care. They are just ripping the shit oh, wow. out of this film. But yeah, I, I had fun with it. It's its not a bad film. It's, it's probably a um, 6 out of 10. Yeah. But I would say watch it. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, but the other one I watched starring Ricky Lake, Serial Mom, oh, from wow. 1994. This is the John Waters yeah. film. I remember seeing this as a kid and I enjoying it. I remember really it. liking this as a kid. Yeah. 
This movie is from another fucking planet. It is like it, it should have. It's a Kat, Kathleen Turner. Yeah, or? I don't know John Waters' films. I need to see Pink Flamingo and all oh, that. Oh, yeah, they're insane. So I'm going just off this film, but man, this film is so weird. It's obviously it's like it's pretty obviously commenting on yeah. the obsession and celebrity worship of serial killers yeah. in this dark comedy John Waters fashion. And it's it's pretty it it's over the top. Like it hits you over the head with that, that message. But it is it's fun, man. It's yeah. just Kathleen Turner's so ridiculous and stupid, killing people like for like wearing white after, right after Labor, Labor Day. Day and you know you uh, don't recycle and uh. whatever, you know, you dumped my my daughter. But it's so weird in that, like, right from the beginning, she does these murders, but she's pretty open about it. Like, she she kills someone and just comes back with blood on her shoes and puts the, the weapon back where everyone can see it. Like, it's she doesn't try to hide it. So right from the yeah. beginning, the cops and everyone's already on her trail and they know she's guilty. Yeah. So it's this weird thing. And then the ending is, like, throws you... And it's like, what? Well, I don't care. I'm fine with this. Yeah, this I'm film, in it. Um, Kathleen Turner just goes all in. Like, she knows the type of film. Yeah. And you could tell she's having a blast at the beginning where she's calling up the woman, crank, calling her and be like, you fucking cocksucking. Yeah, yeah that was amazing, wasn't it? And then just the stuff she's doing, the basic kind of instinct scene in the yeah. courtroom. And like, she is having a blast. And like, I'm down with that. It's funny because our, our, our friend uh, Jessica Rosie, yeah. was, was her um, last year for Halloween. No one got it because mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of the smaller film. I got it. Oh, you did get it. Okay. Yeah. I hadn't seen this film in like years and I forgot what dress you wore or whatever. So yeah, but Screen Factory put it out on Blu-ray. So I was I had fun revisiting it. Again, I'm not going to say it's this amazing film, but I had fun with it. I'd probably give it six and a half out of ten. Yeah, yeah. Um, I have one more and then we're done. I want to talk about, so at work I started kind of like a book club, our Technicolor Film Club. Yeah. We're a bunch of guys. We always get together on lunches on Friday. We go to a bar or whatever and just chat about whatever movies we watch. Yeah. And kind of be like, how have you not seen that movie? Or, oh, I haven't seen yeah. that movie in 10 years. Or, so you kind of... So this was kind of like, I was like, you know what? Why don't we start? And every month, and we gave a month because we got... Yeah. Everyone's busy you in our life. We got do. kids and we got a podcast. Every month someone picks a movie. Uh, mine, I, I made sure I got October. I did some trades to get October so I can nice. pick a horror film. So we'll talk about my pick in a bit. But the first one we watched was The World's End. Just kind of, it was just kind of this divisive film that it seems like that's a film that everyone loves. Shaun of the Dead. A lot of people like. Oh, Hot okay, Fuzz. that's the Cornetto guys. Yeah, the Cornetto trilogy, and that's the kind of a film that it seems to be like a lot of people love it, and yeah. a lot of people don't like it and think it's terrible. Um, I am one that think it is great. I just I have fun with it. I think like you don't have to overthink it. I think it's Simon Pegg is playing. Yeah, he's a little bit of a dick, but. He's just supposed to be that character that yeah. never grew up. Everyone else has grown up and gone on with their life, and he's the guy that is still stuck in the past. So it's like, yes, he's a dick, but you kind of you get it. Feel he's for him in a way in as well. Hometown. And he's being a dick, but he's funny being a dick. Like yeah. everything he does is hilarious. I thought I don't know, yeah. but it's just him getting back together with the old crew, which I always like films like this. And then I didn't know where there's these aliens. Shit goes down, right? And what's fun is that we've never seen this type of alien, like. All the aliens are always like these creatures. Yeah, scary. These are kind of like, these almost seem like it would be fun to fight them. Like their arms rip off easily. You can pop their head (laughs) off easily. They they seem like they're like plastic toys almost that shoot out blue liquid or whatever. (laughs) So the the fight scenes I thought were just very fun and energetic. And Mm. I don't know. I had a blast with it. Yeah, it's a fun movie. We did, we did the, uh, we got together and did the ratings and half of us liked it and half didn't. Oh, it was I actually say, I think it was actually 60% didn't like it. Oh, wow. And 40% did. So 
yeah, it's this weird film that just for some reason doesn't work with people. Maybe because I'm into genre films and I'm fine with yeah. a silly film. Like I think some people want a little bit more. Again, it's not as good more of a as message. Shaun of the Dead or like uh, Hot Fuzz. See, I enjoy this oh, yeah? more than I enjoy this one. Scott Pilgrim, Baby Driver, and Hot Fuzz. I mean, uh, I need I need to revisit Hot Fuzz. Hot Fuzz, I didn't love. I, I think Hot Fuzz is great. I think Hot Fuzz, I went into yeah. expecting Shaun of the Dead kind of. Well, deal? no, expecting they advertise as like Shaun of the Dead was the homage to all the horror films yeah. this is going to be the homage to 80s action films and it yeah. isn't the, like that's part of it but it's more of like this murder mystery yeah. with gore and everything I need to revisit Hot Fives that's what I came away with this mm-hmm. but I had a total blast of this I don't know other than the ending that's a little bit weak yeah I would probably give it a seven and a half, maybe even an eight out oh, of ten. Oh wow! I I love this film it, I think if I did my list it would probably be one of my favorites that year oh so. wow uh, anyways, I just want to bring that up because I'll probably talk about the other movies throughout yeah. as we watch them and, and, you know, maybe get your opinion as yeah, well of course. on them. But um, anyways, guys, we'll be back. Next episode will be our Shocktober oh, Shocktober. Series. So that's going to be exciting. We're going to do what we always do before we get into the thick of things. We like Little to do shock our Shocktober tees. Shock tees. Our Shocktober preview where we kind of will run down some films and TV series that we think you should watch for in October. Make sure you grab them and have them ready for your list to watch. Uh, it's always a fun doing that. Again, we hope that Adam and maybe Dan or whoever else, maybe we'll some other guests will come join us. Um, now that we can do this uh, phone thing, yeah. maybe we get someone from afar. But uh, anyways, guys, this is uh, we'd love to hear comments on any of these movies. A lot of movies we just watched. A lot of yeah. cool stuff good, been good out this summer. year. Uh, if you want to get a hold of us, you can get a hold of us at MovieCityManiacs at gmail.com. You can find us up on Twitter at MovieCityManiac. And then uh, Facebook, we have the group page and the like page. I just search Come, uh, you know, Maniacs. when we share the episode, share your comments below. Let us know mm. what you think. Uh, recommend some stuff maybe for October. That's going to be coming up soon. Oh, so, it is. Uh, yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, this maybe went a little longer than we thought, but I think I feel good that we're finally caught up. We're I mean, back. I, even now, I, I had... 10 other films I, but yeah. I think we talked with the main ones you know yeah. we don't need to talk about all the, the, uh, the a, 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 and, 18 uh, Netflix movies that yeah, you are uh, just yeah. shit all over yeah but you know what those films I feel like yeah. they're big like Velvet Buzzsaw and we got some Perfection or some films that maybe will make some people's lists at the end of the year so anyways let's not get into that anymore guys stay scared guys thanks for listening and stay scared bye with the purple soul grimace and the terrible